WDBM East Lansing. 89 FM. The Impact. You're listening to Impact Exposure. Exposure gives a voice to our community and provides a forum for discussing the relevant issues of today. Broadcasting from the campus of Michigan State University, this is Impact Exposure. Good evening and thank you for tuning in to Exposure. My name's Abby Newton, but I'm not alone in the studio on this January <laughs> evening. With me, I've got a few sexperts. Uh, it is Sexposure. It's that time of month, and let me introduce our panel. First, we have... I'm Kevin Bader, health educator at Olin Health Center. And... <laughs> this is Dr. D, and we're glad to be here with Abby back, fresh from her break. We had dabs. Last time, didn't we? That's our thing. You know, when you said that gabs, I was like, abs and gabs, it's like a new DVD for <laughs> the the new resolution of the January. Oh, gosh, That's right. Yeah. But I know it's a pleasure here to be on Impact. You know, we've, we've done this show for years now on Impact. I hear you guys have been having a little bit of trouble with your transmitter. Unfortunately, So only a three-mile radius going mm -hmm. on, right? So so we want to get that fixed as soon as possible, don't we? Yes, we do. And, and we, right we do want to get that fixed so we can reach out to those... <laughs> Farmers in Powderville with the information that we think is relevant to Absolutely. your sexual health. So how have you been, Abby? I'm very well, thank you. No complaints. It's been a good start to the year so far. I can't believe it's already, what, the 14th? Yeah, that's wild. Well, and Kevin and I, you know, we're talking about the agenda for tonight because, you know, this is sex exposure, and uh, uh, we want to talk about all things relevant to your sexual identity. Uh, Gabs, are you going to join us? Hi, Gabs. Hello. Just adjusting the microphone. Oh, great. So ah. you in the room. We're just making slight adjustments to enhance production and bring you the best exposure that you've had in well, You know, that was year. a great tie, and that was almost a segue. We're making adjustments to have better production, and that's <laughs> what we're going to talk about tonight is actually. Yes. Great How, segue, Dennis. We well, planned you know, that. Abby said it. I'm just kind of reiterating. <laughs> I wrote this. This is my agenda, right? This is all my... This is your agenda. <laughs> this is the mastermind behind all of How to start right. after New Year. Yeah, but I do have to say something about, because we did talk, you know, we talked about resolutions, you know, and I did this big interview with the state news this week about resolutions and uh, and I think we'll talk about that a little bit tonight too is that the problem with resolutions are that first of all most people aren't resolute in order to to make a resolution you have to be resolute and mm -hmm. resolute means a firm determination to do something mm -hmm. when a resolution is just to do something and in order to do a resolution, we're going to talk about resolutions to make yourself a better, healthy, sexual person. In order to make a resolution, you have to have an aspiration. Mm -hmm. Everybody aspires to be something, but they never talk about it. What they do is they get to about December 31st and they go, oh gosh, I got to lose weight or I got to run more, I got to eat better. For what? For what reason? I mean, what do you aspire to be? Do you aspire to be a better human being? Or do you aspire just to lose weight? And if you if you if your resolution is I'm going to lose weight, I'll ask you again for mm -hmm. what? Do you want to lose weight just to lose it, or do you want to lose weight to be what? So I encourage our listening audience. I encourage anybody to think about aspirations. What mm -hmm. is it you aspire to be? If I was to ask you, what what do you aspire to be? You know, I aspire for you to be president. <laughs> but what do you aspire to be? Uh, what I aspire to be right now, I aspire to be a um, documentary filmmaker who brings understanding, awareness, and almost a change agent to the world. 
So you didn't, I didn't even ask you this beat. question ahead of time. She didn't even practice that. She knows what her aspiration is. Kevin, what's Don't your ask name? me. Don't <laughs> no, ask me. No, I know. Kevin's Don't ask me that question. <laughs> so what do you as It's like the where you are in five years question. I don't yeah. know. Where well, I'm no, going. it's not even that. I mean, but what do you aspire to be? Don't all human beings aspire to be better than they are now? Mm-hmm. Or at least hold consistent to where they are? Nobody Gabs, what do you aspire to be? Are you in there? <laughs> She's in there, but oh, she's she voiceless. She, she's doing voiceless. like a, whole, a luau thing. Yeah. Type she wants thing. to be a dancer, actually. Belly dancer in belly particular. Dancer. Yes, but she told me this this morning. Oh but, you know, I would, I would encourage, uh, and I encourage all young people, I guess I have to say that now because I'm an old people, oh, uh, to look at aspirations. You know, mm-hmm. I, I registered this domain about two years ago with GoDaddy uh, called <laughs> Aspire to Be because really what I want to do, I aspire to help people find their aspirations mm-hmm. i think that once you once you aspire to be something you have a goal to work towards then if then if losing weight or eating right or finding a relationship fits with that aspiration then it's legitimate right. but most people just say i gotta do something to change mm-hmm. and you know if you don't have an aspiration and you're not resolute it's a it's a vicious circle of failing and then you come to the next new year's okay this is my new new year's resolution you don't have to wait to New Year's to be resolute to follow your aspiration. You can do choose February 21st. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be resolute on this day. This is mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. But so we're going to lead into tonight's agenda, which is Kev. They're the it's kind of a play on words, but the sex expectations of a new year. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of it is another play on words, which is start using your mouth, which. You oh, can don't read into even that. go there. Well, we've been, year, even t- I How many minutes to talk about life lessons with you just now because I don't think we've talked about sex really finitely until just now. So well, I mean, mm-hmm. but you know, definition of sexual health is really kind of that capacity you have to meet your needs mm-hmm. and feel good about yourself. So we have to we have to consider that. So we're going to talk about what. Well, it's a new year, and you, I mean, it wouldn't be resolutions, but aspirations. Mm-hmm. Let's use that yeah. word. Let's exchange that word. But um, when it comes to the bedroom or relationships, uh, and it was interesting the amount of actual uh, articles or little top ten <laughs> lessons that people are giving out for uh, what what they think might help you in, a, in the bedroom or for sex. Mm-hmm. Um, certain tools, maybe actual manual tools, which I actually brought some we're not going to we're not going to go in there yet our, us, uh, a little, our a abby surprise yet <laughs> yeah a show and tell item. we may have to get gabs in here too for this, <laughs> which was one of the one of the items that they had said as a, a lesson or, or a tip i guess you could say for um kind of spicing up the the bedroom mm-hmm. and um it was interesting some of the i went to a certain website which was uh it was a chelsea lately uh skit about uh cosmo theater troupe mm-hmm. and it was basically reading verbatim from uh, Cosmo certain tips throughout the new year that uh, like females it was I think geared towards to help spice up their their love life well hold on miss and and then I looked at the tips from the men's health magazine which like it was interesting to see their verbiage and how they were gearing it towards men and women in certain areas but then I looked at another one that was just from uh, vice.com I believe um, which kind of brought both sides in it was more neutral ground when it came to the tips but they all had something in common which was using your mouth and read into that as you will but, okay um, so we want we want <laughs> we want our listeners at four three two three eight nine three to use their mouth yes. and call in a question to us well actually let's, and that's let's the go answer 
Do you want to know what they need in the bedroom? Is that what you're wanting, Kevin? What, what are you going to offer them? Maybe what they aspire to, to be in the bedroom. Because I think... What they aspire to be in the yes, bedroom. I think I love Abby. <laughs> I think part of their expectations, what they aspire to be in the bedroom, because I think part of sexual health is you are aspiring to be something not only for yourself, but also for your partner. You know, you want to reach an expectation. What do you aspire to get out of sex? Maybe that's what it mm-hmm. is. That's Maybe a, that's the yeah. question. If you call in and tell us what you aspire to get out of sex in the three-mile radius that Impact Now gets. <laughs> and our online streaming. And our online streaming at <laughs> 432-3893. Kev, what will we give them as complimentary for calling in? We have a great pack for them, which includes, I believe, a year's worth of condoms, which we've determined are about 100 condoms. Wait a minute, this is 2014, so let's read it. Okay, 102 that. condoms. <laughs> is, did it change? Condoms. Well, it's, we've been stuck inside with a lot of no power. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. The good, so you want to talk about the baby boom that's going to happen in September, right? <laughs> I had no power for about eight days. I'm not saying that I did that, but I'm okay. certain people might get a little restless when they're stuck inside. Sure with the no power. I'm just saying, we have 100 condoms in this pack if you call Stuck in. inside with no power. That There's, there's another lead in there, Kev. <laughs> right. Well, if you call in <laughs> okay. at 432-3893 and uh, you'll get the year's worth of condoms. We'll throw in some female condoms if you need them. Uh, lubrication, of course, not to mention flavored lube for oral pleasures mm-hmm. by using your mouth and calling in. Yep, more mouths. Here we <laughs> more go. Mouths. We're but we, promised, we promised Abby would not make her taste test any of the new no flavors. No taste testing. But did we say that we can't make her hold something or Uh-oh. feel it? I well, have we an have, idea of where this might be. Coming. We have we have a new product that we're going to have. <laughs> well, Abby, <laughs> Abby, what's good about Abby is she allows us to uh, uh, test our products on, and we're about to be joined by our Yay. other guest, Janelle Marie. Here we are. Hello, Hello Janelle. Hello. She came all the way from Grand Rapids to join us this evening. You Amongst can introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for the nice welcome. Happy New Year. It's, yeah, it's been a year you. since we've seen one another. <laughs> Gosh. That's wow. How was the drive down? Um, yeah, so that was a little treacherous. Oh, cool. Yeah, everything that looks wet is actually icy. So beware, oh, no. listeners, if you are on the road. Very careful. Tread carefully. We are glad you made it safely. Thank you. Pull over and listen to our show. (laughs) Don't don't drive and try to talk about it. Janelle, it's great to see you. We're talking about great expectations and uh, uh, talking to Abby and Gab's in there about uh, what it takes to be good in the bedroom. and And people's aspirations, whether it be for a new year or for a new part of their relationship, a new relationship. So what we define, Janelle, is we're not about resolutions are about aspirations what do you aspire to be do you aspire to be a better human do you aspire to be better in the bedroom do you aspire to be comfortable with your sexuality so we're talking about aspirations and we're we're asking our callers to use their mouth because kevin wants to go right to the mouth well i meant that as a play on words or literally use your mouth orally literally oral literally i guess i can't speak clearly uh, communication is the key thing Mm -hmm. using your mouth a lot of these uh, tips are, are kind of um lessons that they had put out this for this new year 2004 better in the bedroom better sex um had to do with communicating all of these things that we we're hopefully going to discuss mm-hmm. um these tips uh, or they all mm-hmm. they also put on a, a couple spins on the words and like to kind of get your attention with certain things and i think the one can i go into the sure. item that i brought in go for it. the we'll... one that i read today was the rings the thing uh ring in the 2014 year with a new outfit for his penis Oh. A penis ring, perfect for stimulating clitoris and shaft alike. 
So I I it went took out you there. ten minutes. I went out there today. It took me ten minutes to say ring, sex, shaft, shaft, and penis. 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 Yeah. penis. That's the word. <laughs> that might be a record, actually. I don't know. So I, I went out today, and I was mistaken because I thought that there was a condom that had a sort of stimulating ring on it, but I was wrong, or at least in this wall of condoms, I could not find that one. Huh. But I found what I thought the picture was that I thought it was a condom, and it happened to be these these rings that I gave to you, Dennis. So. If you don't mind Uh-oh. bringing these out. I don't believe, I can't remember what they're called. I they're was going to say, I thought we're not, there we're was not, that was in the I've to. seen those. It's interesting. What are they called, Dennis? We're not going to say the brand name, but but they're lubricating rings. And we're going to have Abby open this, and, and we're going to try to... Is all over rings? again? Vibrating. They vibrating rings. Vibrating. They're vibrating so rings. So this tip was like kind of a new take on what you can do uh, with your partner, amongst other things, but I just had to go investigate. And, I won't and they say, were on the shelf. You could get shelf. those really? easily. Next to some other items that I didn't know that a certain your cur- convenience Your curiosity store. might have been sparked, huh? Well, it was just <laughs> like, I didn't know these tools <laughs> right. were sold at certain, what do you call those? Not convenience stores. Um, Pharmacy? Well, pharmacies. Oh, okay. Sure. You should okay. see the look on Gab's face in there. <laughs> yes, She's like, join us. Go ahead. No. Um, um, so this says it's pulsating sensations for his and her pleasure exactly. that each ring lasts around 20 minutes. Are they colored too? They wow. are. Oh, yes. 20 minutes. How about so that for an expectation? Yeah, there you go. A There's an expectation. Why would you even bring that up to now? <laughs> yes. No, 20 no minutes seems like, is. can you turn it off and on again? See, that's I don't know. I'm so Dutch, so I'd like ready? to get two uses out is of that. Or four or five. Oh, no, Thank you can... Describe. Describe what you have. Right there. now, okay, honestly, honestly speaking, it reminds me of um, the things you get out of a gumball machine that are yeah. sticky oh, and you throw in a ceiling. Oh, it, is it, it, it really the material? Got that same gum, so gummy it comes, material. It comes in a condom-like package. Yeah, it comes in a condom package, and it's, and it's almost it's like a jelly bracelet with oh, a so vibrating expands. charm <laughs> that you put not on your wrist. Uh, there's just a little switch, Where and you, you just... change the battery? I think it, that once the battery's <laughs> done, it's, it's done. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a one That's why they come. Well, they came with three. So three in a pack, I think, is about ten bucks. But you can turn it on and off, right? Yep, you can turn it on and off, and you might be hearing I can't sound even hear it. at the moment. You, you really oh, have to have Gabby's a camera in here right now. That is quite <laughs> the sound so that I you have these going toys because it happened to be sparking people's interest okay. in multiple. Uh, uh, Let's, let's, let's see. Let's yeah. see that. that we're talking about kind of spicing it up, and and like I said, they're more available and on the shelves at your local pharmacy or, mm-hmm. or convenience store. And I think you know why is it that people resort to perhaps when they're looking at these new aspirations, these new resolutions, they think about sex toys. Oh what gosh. about that is different? Is that's pretty something, intense. It is pretty intense. Look at why that thing. is this kind of? <laughs> I can see it. Dabs, you gotta see it. You're like four feet away, and I can see the thing vibrating. Well, it's kind of funny. Another another one of the tips was bring friends to bed, and I think they were playing, oh my they were, they were playing on words because they didn't mean their actual friends, or additional people. They meant oh. uh, sex toys, and they meant bring like your girlfriends or boyfriends' sex toy into the room. Like try okay. to incorporate that into it. And so I don't know if it's like an extension of them or it's not Did them that they're adding to it. It just changes it up. It keeps things spicy. But have, I you, will have say, you seen these things? I was in line with these things, and I had to buy a soda and <laughs> gum with it. I know. Because I felt a little odd buying not as many as I before. three of them They're in the room vibrating. Right three vibrating. You're right. They are kind of like those things that you Gabby's just coming in. Yeah. She wants to see this. Gabby is really curious. You're still interested. Oh, my gosh. It's very powerful. Right. I'm glad I brought Put these that. toys. <laughs> 
And how much were they? What was the price? Ten bucks. Okay. And there's an on and off switch. Now I wonder about hygiene and cleaning it. If you were, I think it's a one use. Or what about batteries down there? Like, how do we feel about that? Well, having looks like it's covered. Yeah, is that dangerous? Yeah. It's it looks like it's covered in cases. Well, you had to add that and then leave, right? Anyone has used a power razor before to trim their beard? It is waterproof. Uh, that tr- the, br- the trimmers are, and so I would assume they probably use technology that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, most. I mean, I mean and you can speak to this because you've spoke to it before. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, most vibrators have batteries in it, so it's not a matter of. That's true. And, and the, these look like they're pretty encapsulated in there, but yep. I can't believe we're talking about these on hey, first day. I know. <laughs> this is wild, Kev. That is wild. It's a lot of fun. Maybe we can get That's some for the health center. <laughs> You don't need to wear them. We're just kind of flicking them around. <laughs> right. I know. Well, we this this is these. clitoral and uh, uh, penis stimulation right there. Yeah. Yeah. Because the ring, even when you hold on to it, if you're just if you're not even holding the vibrator part, the oh, yeah. ring itself, you can feel vibrating if yeah. you just hold on so to the ring. Yeah, it's pretty strong. So. Yeah. Now, callers, if you're interested, we'd love to hear what kind of toys you're trying to aspire to for this year, as well as perhaps you could, we'll put this in the little package for you yeah. if you do call in with the Life Supply of Condoms. We might have to up our ante well, and go to... Supply. Or you, not your supply. supply. My, oh, goodness. Me. Life I, Supply. I didn't even know that thing existed. I didn't And when today. we sent Kevin out to do some market research, he came <laughs> back with I'll say it was, like, in the past when I have bought condoms before, like, it was a different feeling than that. Like, Were you excited or no, nervous? No, I was a little bashful. Oh, you felt like, a little naughty. I felt a little naughty. I won't <laughs> lie. And like I said, I had to get the soda. And the, I don't know why. I work in, in health education and mm-hmm. I'm an HIV counselor, but... Yeah, mm, that's, this that's was very different. interesting. This was different. And she said, have a good night after I left. And you wondered page. if that <laughs> was... <laughs> like, was like, playing words? <laughs> Sorry, is she playing words? That's so me? interesting. And, you know, and part of that is about expectations and aspirations that people are incorporating new things because I think sometimes we forget that that initial excitement or that initial like that buzz and the butterflies that you feel when you first get into a new relationship, you're first exploring with a partner. Some of those do dissipate and you have to put some energy back into Mm -hmm. that sexual relationship, even if it's just a sexual relationship to bring some of that out. So these are good options to spice it up a little bit. They're not, of course, going to be everything. I mean, again, it still takes interaction and you can't Mm -hmm. just rely on a toy for everything or for now that's going to be the new norm but it's certainly a fun option and what's your opinion on surprising your partner with these or talking about them before use that's a really good question question. i think you could do both and that would depend on how well you know the individual that Mm -hmm. would be my personal assumption some people you may need to have that communication with up front because if you totally put them off guard it could you could run the risk of turning the mood off and really offending or worrying someone right. if you're not communicating why you're incorporating something new. Some people, though, on the other hand, like a little surprise. bit of surprise. Yeah. And that adds to, because usually when a new relationship begins, you've got that excitement and you're learning and, you know, everything is a bit surprising and that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That novelty is there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So adding a novelty item Extra, yeah. might, you know, that bring that back. Okay, dudes, wait, wait a minute wait, here. Oh, no. There's <laughs> no way in heck 
that you're not going to tell someone. Have you turned this thing on? <laughs> how, how would that be a surprise? So, your partner might think she or he is having a seizure well, if you don't tell them it's about true. this. It's thing. true. I read, I read in one of the articles earlier today where where it was somebody had mentioned it was probably good to talk about maybe introducing the first item if it's something new and something you haven't introduced. To, this is not that. something you surprise anybody no, 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 with. Exactly, but. Um, it, they had said something along the lines of once that was introduced, it would it opened the door to possible surprises, other like, items, like yeah. surprising them in bed with this and or something like this or or, or because you'd already okayed and door. talked about exactly. one thing or and or enjoyed it, and so then the so item. So what does this say to somebody? I mean, what does this say to if your partner was says, to bring mm. something like this into it and say, hey? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to have to take his mic away, Abby. Maybe. What does it say to a partner? I mean, that you bring something into the bedroom as an expectation that we try this. I mean, what does your what does it say to a partner? That, That's that you're weird, risky, risque, you're not happy with what's going on? How do you? I think it can. If, if it's not communicated effectively, then mm-hmm. that certainly can be the assumption that, oh, I'm not doing something right. You're not happy in bed with just me anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Insecurities yeah. brought up. And, Naturally. And that actually was brought up, uh, kind of brought up. It was one of those tips was everyone's weird. Everyone has their thing. Um, it's the talking about it. It's using your mouth to actually say the words, uh, getting it out to your partner. Um, but I found it very interesting, actually, um, when they were talking about uh like bringing up the conversation, they were actually kind of uh, mentioning that when they brought it up in an environment that was safe or whatever, it, it was a lot more, I don't know, um, the word was, it was just very plain, plain and normal mm-hmm. when it came to like everyday conversation rather than maybe bringing it up right in the mix of things. In the which, moment. Yeah, when mm-hmm. you're actually having sex, like uh, it might even say like right then and there, you're doing something wrong mm-hmm. and right. I kind of want to bring in something. And um that's like a solution. Exactly. And, and I don't know, that's got to be a, just a very difficult conversation to navigate around. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're driving in the car. Hey, what do you think about sex toys, Kevin? Exactly. <laughs> well, actually, I have my own question, so I'm so happy you brought that up. So, like, you know, it's, it's... Oh, you're at Meyer. Can you pick up the milk, the eggs, and the vibrating milk. condom, please? <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I think part of that, too, I mean... An idea of 2014 is that you're looking at, okay, it's a new year. What do we aspire to be this year? And so having that conversation in lieu of personal conversations and development and that kind of things, I think opening the door to say with your partner, okay, we're looking at this new year. You want to get a promotion. You want to do this. What do you think about our bedroom? What do you think about our relationship? And having almost that, um, I guess, progress report of how you're doing and then bringing the conversation in at that time might be a smooth transition option. I think it would be, you know, it's 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 interesting hearing somebody else talk about aspirations because it makes me think about how to approach this with students. Because what we really want to do is promote a healthy sexual identity, mm-hmm. a healthy sexual expression, a healthy sexual couple. But how many people really aspire when it comes to sexuality? I mean, you aspire to be, you told us. Uh, Janelle, I'm assuming you aspire to be when you think about it, you think about your career and how you want to help people. But if you were to, someone was to say to you, and I won't put you on the spot, I'll put Kevin on the spot. But Go no, for it. You, uh, what do you aspire to be sexually in 2014? Mm-hmm. Do you aspire, doesn't mean to be sexually, you know, explicit or sexually expressionable. Mm-hmm. It might be just your own identity. Yeah. I mean, what do you feel in 2014? I aspire to be more comfortable with my orientation. Or do... I'm 2014, I aspired to be more comfortable in the bedroom, or I aspired to, to take 
conversation about sex outside of the intimacy and have it in casual conversation. Mm-hmm. So what do you, how would you advise somebody to, to even think about that? And do you think students even think about that? Because truly what this show is about and what I admire about Impact for hosting this is about how to help students find their identity, mm-hmm. find their health. Mm-hmm. So how would you, how would you, Janelle, how would you yeah, go about Yeah, you know, that? and I think it's rarely thought about that you're right. People think about aspiring in successful, their education, their career, their relationships with their friends or family, but it's rarely thought at that intimate level. What does that mean? It doesn't necessarily even mean you have to be better in bed. I mean, no. that might be the first assumption that everyone aspires right. to be better in bed, but what is better? And maybe that is the communication. I think people are so wary we talk about communication a lot. We say it that that's so important, and it is. So it almost sounds like we're just beating the dead horse. But I think you have to, you really need to pound that in because even so, it's so much easier said than done. It's easier to say, communicate with your partner, go ask them if they'd be interested in a sex toy. Because the problem is, the scary part about having that communication is, okay, things may be going fairly well right now. I may enjoy sex. I may have a really, really good time engaging in sexual activities with this person. I'd like to try something new, but if I, if I broach the subject and it goes the wrong way, then it could actually ruin our sex life and we could go in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. So the people are almost risk averse when it Mm -hmm. comes to being open or aspiring to do something new or... Why is that? Yeah, I'm not entirely certain. Well, they're not risk averse about talking about, you know, where they're going to go for spring break or yeah. where even the relationship might go, but sexually? Why are they risk averse? Because it's, it's, past it's uncharted territory. Yeah. Uncharted territory. Yeah, maybe past experiences didn't open the door mm-hmm. for certain things, and they always thought that they, by word of mouth from friends, wow, I've never felt that feeling that before the way they're describing something because maybe I've never done that or mm-hmm. I've never fear of the unknown or the yeah. one t- one time I did do it it went bad and so I, that kind of made me not do it more and but you still want to have a better sex like it's it's I think a lot of drive driven by the past experiences or lack thereof of, of what you just want or think to be like a peak of your sexuality or like your sex life the like mm-hmm. the ultimate bliss of your sex life which I think people do find like I think people can have a great sex life and, and and actually keep that fire going, whether it be bringing these guys into it or or other things. You're or, just hanging on to those rings for dear life. That's interesting. It's just, <laughs> I think it's intimidating, too, because you might want to try things or want to have a communication to talk about future things, but you've never been there either, you know? So yeah. With that so what person, if you totally screw it up? Exactly, because you mean? might not know yourself enough to try something, you know, you not you might not understand what you like and what you don't like, but mm-hmm. you're trying to explore it with another person, and that fear of failure almost is present, I think, and not failure completely, but messing up, mm-hmm. and, yeah, you know, and it's a personal. It mm-hmm. feels so much yes. more personal, even than say I fail a class, I fail, you know, um, biology or something, and. I had a friend who just recently failed um, biochemistry or something high level, and she's taking it again. And you can always try new things again. You can always communicate again. But mm-hmm. I think even I think that kind of not achieving what you expect or what you're mm-hmm. hoping to, I think that even feels like a more personal, more it hits your pride even more. 
than doing something like Janelle, family class. Janelle, are you telling me we can't do a do-over when it comes to sex? You can. <laughs> you can, but it's. It, but I think that people don't feel like it's the same. It's can, not the same as just do, taking a class. A you can do do-overs. Yeah. Do-overs, mm-hmm. you can do it. We've just made sex this topic where you can't do certain things. you got to feel a certain way. You can't talk about it. You got to be able to do do-overs. Four three two three eight nine three. Did I get it right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Four three two wow, three eight nine three. And you, you guys can also tweet in at us if you feel more comfortable that way, or Facebook message us. There's all kinds. No, of we options. want you to talk to we us. Do, we do because you we're using use our mouth, mouth this evening. If you want, if you want <laughs> a complimentary Kevin prize pack with a year's supply of condoms, a hundred and two flavored condoms, lubrication, uh, flavor lube. With Abby will even throw in the ring, which she's now demonstrating on air. I'm very very, very um, interesting graphic novel, I guess you could say, novella of uh, safe, safe sex tips, and it has some great cartoons in there. You know, the beauty, the beauty it's of It's a great love. coffee table read. I'm, I'm not joking. <laughs> is Gabs in there? Is Gabs she is Gabs. Gabs. Gabs, you know what the beauty of having these three folks on here is I respect them all, and I can ask them any question, so I'm going to let loose, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, got a voice. Janelle. Yeah. We talked about communication, but isn't... I mean, seriously, isn't the first communication you have to have is with yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you have to talk to yourself about these things. You have to talk to yourself about what it is you like, what it is you want, how you feel about certain things. Because having a conversation with somebody else, that's part of what we don't have. We don't have that conversation with ourselves. Right. It's seeing... Even in... Again, that took us 28 minutes, and I'm going to say it first, but this is where masturbation and self-exploration come in discovering some some of some things on your own initially so that even when you go into a new idea or just a new relationship or a new sexual relationship to not have expectations i think is even better to have an idea a little bit about what you've discovered on your own then wanting to incorporate that however you want to with that relationship and then not having any expectations not saying that there has to be an orgasm not saying that Everybody is going to come out like this was the best sex of my life. That's all a progression. That's a relationship. Your sexual relationship is just like any personal relationship. That that one takes give and take. It takes a back and forth. And it's a growing, organic Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, yeah, absolutely. Having some idea about how you feel and what you already know you like helps the other person. Mm Because at least then you can communicate that or help them along. But who's going to tell the young people out there, this generation that... It's all right to have that conversation with yourself. Your parents aren't going to do that. I know. They're Nobody's so, telling you to have that no conversation. No one's telling you to do it. That's we are. Too. That's why you're listening yes. to the show. We are <laughs> telling right. you that that's okay. It's because how, how would you, and even then, and we're, if we're talking, too, about consent and things, how are you to know if you don't want or like something or even to say no if you haven't done some, uh, some self-digging, some internal exploration as well as physical exploration? How are you to know any of that? if you don't first start within yourself. So absolutely. And I think, you know, what both of you brought up is important because for me, you know, I'm not a sex expert. I, I don't work for Olin Health Center and I, you know, don't know some of the stuff that you bring up. And I think that's very important because as a student in college, I'm sitting here going, oh yeah, we actually don't know that that's okay to figure out what we want and what we look for before we hop into it. And so I mm-hmm. think that's a very important point in saying don't be afraid to talk with yourself and say, okay, what what am I expecting here? It's not just to do it with, you know, it's not just this physical thing. It's what do I want out of it? And almost yeah. treating it like a class where you're looking, okay, what, you know, what do I need to do here? How do I get better? Because mm-hmm. it is part of that development. Well, you know, they, they do all these 
so-called test in high school and or K through 12 about, you know, your uh, career that you want to go into, mm -hmm. your interest. Nobody ever gives you a test on sex about what do you want out of it, what do you want to be, how are you comfortable with your orientation? Why are you doing it? Why we are talked you doing, about that last I mean, time. You know, and, that was and we will bring religion, we'll bring all the rest of it into it. I mean, mm -hmm. no one really tells you to do the sex exploration. Nobody mm -hmm. tells you to have these thought processes. And you know what's scary? Even what you, with, with what you said about exploration and touching the body, and mass, that's scary for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, the first part, most people just want permission to think about it. Right, mm -hmm. right. And have That's that internal step. conversation. So when we say internal exploration, we don't necessarily mean <laughs> <Right>. masturbation. <laughs> but right. Think about what, what you want. And you know, we've, Abby, you've been around long enough, too, to know that we've said this many times in this program over the, over the years or over in the last year, uh, that I don't know how many people during my 20 years of doing HIV counseling where I've seen women, when I ask them, after we have done the whole HIV test and everything else, you know, and we're having a casual conversation, I'll say, so why are you having sex? And they'll say, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, or my boyfriend wants me to. Mm -hmm. Or it's, what, what's it expected? And I said, no, 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 no. Why do you mm -hmm. have sex? Why do you want to have sex? Well, I don't really want to. Or I do want to, but I don't know what I want to get out of it. Mm -hmm. What the heck? Mm -hmm. I I'm seriously, and that continues. I mean, yeah, we we find some women and some men who are outspoken say, yeah, I know why I want to have sex, and I know what I want out of it. But that's not the norm. Well, and that that emotional, you're right. There, if I look back on how early I started engaging in activities and the the random activities that I did, there were so many times that I never thought to myself, why am I doing this, or what am I trying to achieve. It was something that was interesting or fun or I don't even know why. Looking back, I don't even know why. I can't pinpoint mm -hmm. exactly the reason some of those times that I engage in activities with people. And it, it's so very, it, it's a little bit disheartening to think that nobody ever said, and some of this is, of course, in my own culpability, but nobody ever issued or ushered me to, to make those thought processes mm -hmm. and to say, why am I engaging? What do I hope to achieve out of this interaction? Mm -hmm. And not that it has to be some big profound anything. It could just be that I would like to pleasure, have some pleasure right. right now and some intimacy with an individual that I really appreciate or like. That mm -hmm. could be, it could be Interest. fairly simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm interested and I'm whatever. It, could, it doesn't have to be huge, but I'd, I never asked that question of myself. And well, I know, think we, had I, yeah. that would have changed some of my actions. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot about, and I've heard over the years that students talk about and they read, write in their papers about expressing my sexuality is all about exploration. And we shouldn't have to know everything. Whatever other topic do you do that with? I mean, your career is, you don't just go up there and say, I'm going to try to be an oceanographer. Or I'm going to explore to be a journalist. Stuff. I mean, you don't explore, you have to learn what you want. You have to think, you have to talk about. Nobody, nobody I know ever had uh, a sex ed class or a home ec class, and they teach you how to be a parent. They talk to you about, you know, in my generation, they don't have them anymore. Mm -hmm. They talk to you about how to be a good human being, but nobody talks about your sex life. Mm -hmm. Nobody talks about what you want as an individual. Yeah, we all know you can get pleasure out of sex, and that's probably the main reason other than procreation. But whoever tells you that? Right. right. And I think there's a mindset of not, is this what I want, but am I doing this right? 
you know, is this sure. how I'm supposed oh, to feel? Is this, you know, like, it's, it's oh, yeah. almost. And that's, if you don't get the verbal right. confirmation from the partner, like if there's no communication mm-hmm. there, you could just, what is that up a creek with that? Well, we, we, we call it, we call it spectatoring. Yeah. It's, 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 In your own life. It's called it's, sex above yeah. the bed. Right. Well, you're and always you looking down going, okay, this is going well. It's a play by play. Am I, oh, he didn't do that right. Okay. You know, right. Yeah, I mean. Oh, and that happens more often. You're not there with the experience. Are, are aware right. You're above the experience judging it. Mm-hmm. Because mean, of what you expect. Mm-hmm. And some of that, I think, even comes from what we see. Granted, I love sex scenes in the movies just like any other person because it's interesting and entertaining. None of us and... do. Janelle would just <laughs> no, Nobody else does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Sorry. well, I let the big cat I know out Gab of the bag. <laughs> now do you like, all know. <laughs> you know, I mean, good-looking people getting naked and making out on TV and, you know, and faux, faux having relations. And so, but the, the trouble with that is, is you always see... The, the perfection. Perfect. It's all it's perfect all perfect. Scene. Nobody laughs. There's not Lighting any weird fluids anywhere. Could you arch your back perfectly? Exactly. Awesome. That looks <laughs> There's great. No We're going to edit our, noise, our voice con- like conversation out so that you don't hear Yeah, it. nobody mm-hmm. says anything awkward. Nice nobody interlude. makes a weird grunt. There's the music it's to the take music, away the from the symphony. awkward silences. Exactly. Or noises that come. All right. of these exactly. things. Right. It is. It's all harmoniously and, and it's all structured and they're, and, you know, in, the, in these actual scenes, the real situation, there's like a million people watching these people ma- Faux, uh, an actual relationship. I guess in the um, Masters of Sex, oh, they're yes. actually really doing it, is oh, what wow. I've been told, or at least what I've read. I don't know if that's good for sure. Show yeah, show, show time. Yeah. Anyhow, that side note. But the point Next of that all is, <laughs> is we see this, and, and mm. this seems beautiful, and you see this short snippet, and you never get to see any of the, the real... The majority of what really Some of what sometimes. makes the intimacy is those awkward yeah, and the, the, the things that doesn't moments. work. Exactly, right. because that's what makes you and draws you closer, and that's how you discover between one another, and you become more close. Right. And so we miss all that, and then we're spectatoring because... Oh, he touched me in a funny place, or I'm not sure I liked that, or mm-hmm. ooh, that. It's kind of like was the weird. opening scene in Bridesmaids. You guys oh, remember right. that, where mm-hmm. she—it just looks awkward because in her face, she's not com- confirming whether things are good or bad, and it's just the <laughs> act of what's going on there. And it was like Getting one of those, like if he—if it wasn't a character that she was with that you hated in the movie, mm-hmm. like you would have been like, oh, this is a laughable moment. Sure. But there are those awkward moments where maybe you don't know the person very well, and it can ruin or maybe leave a big distaste in your mouth for any sexual experience after that. Sure. Like, you know? Well, you know, Janelle, you make a great, I mean, an excellent point uh, about the harmonious vision that people have of what having sex is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they edit it, they profile it, they airbrush it, they do everything. And that's not truly what, and, and they think that's what passion is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very harmoniously rhythmic. Everything goes well, nobody does anything wrong. But if you, and we've talked about this before, the true definition of passion is emotion and conflict. Mm -hmm. Making, having sexual activity with another person is supposed to be conflictual. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to go wrong. Mm -hmm. It's not harmonious. That's what passion is all about, is is kind of wading through that emotion and conflict with another person, trying to discover. And that's where... That's where passion fails usually. You know, when they say the passion's gone out of it, there's no more mystery or conflict in it. It's too harmonious. It's too rhythmic. Yeah, it's that's too true. old. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's when you need the vibrating ring. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the vibrations. Yeah, you know, that's so true though. Now that I think about it in definition terms, I'm such a grammar person, so I like I really like that and that the harmony passion passion is 
what did you say in conflict? It's what emotion in conflict. Emotion in conflict. conflict. It's really That's discovering. You know, yeah. you go back to religious anthropology, the passion plays. We're all about the conflict of mm-hmm. you know Christ and whatever mm-hmm. going on and, and through the whole thing. It's it, passion is that emotion in conflict. But right. we tend to think passion is you know watching this pornography lust, where everything goes yeah. wow lust, lust yeah. and it sets word. up these huge unrealistic expectations about what's going to happen right. yeah so, especially long term mm-hmm. right. so maybe that's the question we pose is in the you know your sexual health do you necessarily want to set expectations and be so worried about reaching those expectations or more be set and or aspire to have more like communication and that things around the topic, you know, instead of trying to set like a physical expectation necessarily, right. because in listening to the conversation, I fear that if you're thinking about like, um, have better sex as your resolution, that would be, how do you measure you, that? And you don't, do image, you want to measure that? image of the porno this that you just right. most people aspire to and, have in sex. And this will, this He's holding up the big O. One, big of the o. Tips kinda, one of the tips kind of contradicts like maybe our discussion of this idyllic view of what sex is like um, by saying that you should uh, watch porn together was a tip. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if there's going to be conflict there when you're That's watching true. this perfect Huge scene. Huge conflict there. Or I've heard otherwise where maybe people are like, let's try those positions that they're doing type of thing. Like it becomes not an instructional video, but it becomes kind of like guidelines for them. But I like it bringing in our conversation and, and having this idealistic or however you want to measure what best sex ever mm-hmm. is, whether it's the view of that pornography that you watched or um, something you experienced with somebody in the past or like mm-hmm. whatever you view it on. I just, it, I don't know. It brings it brings an interesting conversation of whether or not that's a good thing as right. a tip for the new year to better your sex. Would you I watch would, porn I would together? say it's what kind of porn, which, which porn websites it's, you're looking at. There, there are some go. that use real people and that use mm-hmm. all different, like, all different, genitalia shapes and sizes right. and mm-hmm. such there's a really cute video that's viral on facebook right now about the difference between real sex and porn sex and oh, it uses vegetables yes. oh, have yes. you seen it's that so funny. hilarious and it chops off the cucumber and says you know real this is, this real, is real size of a male penis, penis. Yeah. and then this is the porn size of a male penis and <laughs> here's the reality and they chop it off and it, it's right. really entertaining well, but that's you, the same it's idea it took yeah, you 40 minutes to mix vegetables with sex <laughs> well, according because i got that it was from uh but kev i was Go back. I want to go back oh, to something that, that Janelle said, or you said. The best sex ever is what? Finish that sentence. The best sex ever is what? It's subjective. Your, is your opinion, yeah, it's I guess. It's very... It's whatever, whatever... I mean, some people might have that expectation of that perfect But scene. Abby said it shouldn't be about expectations. Or okay. a set standard. Or and a set standard. No, so and I am I'm of tough. the mindset, and maybe it's because I'm kind of an eternal optimist anyways, but <laughs> yeah. I like to believe like that. that like 2014 is going to be my best year ever, and then 2015. Yeah, so even if I have wonderful... To be, right? Yes, and even if I have wonderful sex that has been my best thus far... I still feel that there's an opportunity for even for better. better sex. That makes sense. But Janelle, not to get too personal. And you're in a monogamous Not to get too personal. Yes, yes. yes. But when you say wonderful sex, what are the markers for somebody to set up to say that it's wonderful or it's the best ever? And I don't necessarily mean just the physical act, but what what can you help people with to determine what's the best sex for them? Yeah. Maybe the best sex for them, folks, if you're listening, is no sex. Mm Right, that very well could be too. And, and that's a choice that you can make, and if you're comfortable with it, then go with it. 
Yeah. But what's the so for you when you say the most wonderful sex? Is it what Masters and Johnson says that the reason for sex other than procreation is pleasure? Should it just be about your comfort with your sexual orientation, your comfort with your partner, both consenting, and we both decide to have pleasure? Well, and I think we need to think outside of the box. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Or the O oh, when we're yeah. considering like pleasure. That. I like that. <laughs> because yeah. pleasure a lot of times is thought of as just that big O. Mm-hmm. However, pleasure can be much more broad. And I think that is when people start to say that they've had the best sex ever. Because lots of people can achieve an orgasm. And that's not necessarily the best sex ever. Sometimes that incorporates intimacy and mm-hmm. communication and, and touching and smell, like mm-hmm. we talked about a couple of shows ago. And so there's so much more to it. So I think you have to to say that something was really pleasurable or the best sex ever. It usually incorporates a lot of components, and those components vary for each individual based on past experience, based on what they like within their intimacy and how their relationship is, how, in, I don't know, communicative or in detail or developed mm-hmm. their relationship is, all those things will play mm-hmm. in And it that. comes back to knowing yourself, I think, you yeah. know, and it really does that full circle. So looking back, maybe those resolutions and those aspirations are good because you're trying to get to know yourself better as you're striving forward. Because in a sense, it's all about, again, that development. Mm-hmm. So as mm-hmm. you're trying to develop your sexual health, you need to assess what it's like. How are you doing? You know, How, how have you determined that you know yourself? How, how did you go about knowing yourself? I think it's a couple things. I think talking to others about it has mm-hmm. helped, you know, and I'm thinking in terms, not necessarily sexually, but in terms of, okay, how do I act in a social environment? What do I want to do as I get mm-hmm. older? And I think that's knowing yourself. So thinking about it in that terms and then applying it to the sexual term might be a good solution. So talking about it as well as I'm a big component of writing things down, setting mm-hmm. goals, you know, um, keeping track. So perhaps to-do fi- list. Yes, to-do yeah. list, finding a way to keep track, keeping a journal and not necessarily a sex journal. But, I mean, if you want to, by all means, <laughs> go for it. But, mm-hmm. you know, just somehow being aware of what you're doing and almost like a diary per se. But what allows you to do that? I'd like I think to it's add a confidence. What allows you to do confidence, that? Confidence. And I think that that confidence is a result of first making some mistakes, if not a lot or some, because the more, the older I get, I hate to always say older, I'm older now, cliche or something. <laughs> the now more I'm mature wise. you get. No, not really. But I mean, the more mistakes I've made, the more I realize what I don't want to mm-hmm. do or who I don't want to be or how I don't want to behave. So that helps me mm-hmm. to say, now I can go confidently in the direction of what I'm trying to achieve because I've already figured some things out that I don't want to do or I don't enjoy. And exactly. not that everybody needs to make sexual mistakes in order to do that, heaven forbid. Um, and I'm certainly not uh, not encouraging that. But <laughs> for me, I did. I had to make some, you know. Mm-hmm. I had to make some, some, or I had to explore a little bit and realize the things that I didn't want. And that helps me now knowing to be able to say confidently what I like and want from a relationship even. But you wouldn't have to make those mistakes. Mm -mm. I don't think you have to. You you wouldn't have to because there's so many things that life, parents, school, older generation teaches you about so you don't make mistakes of don't go in this water, don't drink this, do that. But they don't do it with sex. So, and after 20 years of teaching human sexuality, I've seen way too many me- people make mistakes that they can't get over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they don't have to make the mistakes. That's why they have driver's ed. They don't just throw you in a car mm-hmm. and yeah. say drive. That's true. They and then you get an accident. 
So we don't have to make the mistakes. So part of getting to, and that's why I was getting to you, mm -hmm. Abby, about how did you get to this level where you know this is what you want? I mean, I would, I would propose to you, you do have some fairly strong internal aspirations about where you want to be in life. That's what allows you to get there. That's mm -hmm. what allows you the confidence to say, this is what I want to do, and this is what I want to explore. And the fact that you sit here and you tell us, you know, as I listen to you guys, I think more about this, and I learn more about it. Mm -hmm. it's, that, it's that confidence. It's that permission you get to say, I'm going to think about what I want. Mm -hmm. I'm going to think about what I need. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to communicate it to myself. And then, by God, I'm going to communicate it to you. <laughs> that is, a, I That's mean, a you're right. I think That's it is. That's part of education, mm -hmm. I think, that mm -hmm. is like, you know, that all encompasses that education, right. that personal growth and education. And sitting in a class, you're really not going to learn it until you accept <clears throat> the fact that it's there and you give yourself permission to do so. You give, you want to learn it and mm -hmm. you desire to get that knowledge the same way that you desire to understand yourself and further develop yourself. So I think being okay with exploring it in a sexual realm and not, again, it doesn't have to be physical, mm -hmm. but just thinking about it critically for yourself. And it also, it could take 30 minutes just sitting here thinking about it. You know, it doesn't well, have to be. And this, I, this is my new sign now. <laughs> is I've drawn a big O with say a cross no between it. Say no to well, the say, O. Well, I like that. Say no to the <laughs> O. Because as, a, as an expectation, which going back to Kevin's agenda, which he worked very hard on, which I never hardly pay attention to, but he does work very hard I think we did better this time. Yeah, the expectation yeah, is it. it doesn't have to be about an end product. Mm -hmm. It's about the experience. And we all know that you know the skin is probably the most erogenous part of your body, and you can get so much. We the reason I say this is at the end of the last semester, we uh, funded these chair massage people and these reflexology people to go out into the residence halls because of all the stress, and we probably saw 140 students doing back massages and uh, feet massages and reflexology. These people were having academic orgasms. <laughs> I mean, seriously, they, they were, you could see the relief and the stress come out of me, and it was just all about touch. Mm -hmm. And I would say, I, I, I could have went up to any one of them and said, would you rather have had an orgasm right now or this 20-minute back massage or this? And they would all said, oh, yeah. The, pe the people getting the it foot massage. <laughs> one, of the, one of the articles in Men Health had it right, actually, with one mm -hmm. of the tips, which was extend foreplay. And they were kind of mentioning that uh, the women's mouth and neck are the third and fourth most erogenous zones on a you woman's You are preoccupied body. with mouth today, aren't you? No, I'm you just, just saying, want like, you're extending the, mouth and the foreplay throughout the sex. I can when we're getting into the physical aspect of the best, uh, best sex life ever. Um, I think it has to do with a lot of extending that foreplay and, and going back to certain things that won't necessarily be the O. Or, or, no, right. No, it, it'll just uh, arouse you in other ways, like... Other than the genitals, I guess you could say. Well, you feel you're, you're, body. I love Kevin. You know how I much I love Kevin, but it's a good thing he's sitting across the table from me. But Kev, come on. Hit me. Do, let's not even call it foreplay. Exactly. It's not foreplay. Oh, we talked about this before. Let's, yeah. let's, just, let's just call it uh, experience so another human being. Right. Because they, were, they had it right when they were saying like. We uh, set up the context that it's before something else that's going to be big. Let's just call it play. the, the act of. Playing. Playing. Let's go play. It doesn't have to end in something. It just okay. it's about playing. It's about sharing. It's about that figuring out that mm -hmm. emotional conflict that's you know mm -hmm. go for it. It's kinda of like a boxing match but mm -hmm. without getting hit. There was a cool uh, testimony actually in one of the articles, um, that kind of encompasses a little bit of what we talked about. It was a, a gentleman by the name of Pat 
Um, he, this is a quote from him, basically. He said, Sex for me in 2013 was all about learning to have sex consistently with one partner. Previously, I was more of a casual sex person, but now that I have a girlfriend, I had to get used to the idea of having monogamous sex with the same woman all the time. Partner sex, he says, is less about getting drunk enough to do crazy stuff, stuff <laughs> and more about looking each other in the eyes and soberly telling each other what you actually want. Uh, in 2004, he claims that uh, he want, or he thinks that trust will serve to help his, him and his partner explore even further uh, into their desires. Mm. Um, and it, it allows for more opportunity than he's had in the past, he, he claims, which trust I thought was... Trust is interesting. Ooh, I think that's a really great isn't that interesting? point. Yeah, because even if someone is choosing a polyamorous or a, maybe right. not a monogamous relationship, the trust re revolves around communicating that in advance. So whatever kind of relationship you have, trust is really paramount for that intimacy, mm -hmm. for that exploration, that potential new or best sex day ever, sex light or sex experience ever to, to happen. Because if you trust someone, then you can broach in the a car a conversation about, hey, what do you think about a sex toy, you right. know? Or, you talk about you it. You know, actually. exactly. And, and use your mouth. Right, without judgment, without and being the fear of being judged and right. being, oh, you're a freak or ew mm -hmm. or something. That's you know, a kinky, that's right? Fetish. And I think it's trusting yourself too that you're going to make these appropriate decisions and strive forth to maybe take a next step forward and you know trying something new or having the confidence to say that in front of a person. Trusting that you'll have the confidence, mm -hmm. yeah, yes, exactly. to make the choices for you right. and for the right reasons. What, what what guides you to make those choices? So, not just you, Abby. Okay. In general, sure. What guides you to make those choices? The choices of trying something new or? Well, you know, I mean, trust is a very complicated concept. Mm -hmm. I mean, we mm -hmm. can talk three hours on trust alone. Mm -hmm. If we had a wider audience, we need to get the transmitter fixed. Right. Right? That's right. Yeah, we need to get the transmitter yes. fixed so we can reach everybody. But trust is a very complex. So what guides you in your choices? Mm -hmm. What do you think if you look back? Because we're trying to help the people out there understand, too. Right. Not that we have the answer because the answers are all within all of us. But what guides you? I think the biggest thing, it comes down to, of course, making a choice personally. So in the end, it's you making that decision. But I think to me, I make my decisions based on um, kind of the consequences of those decisions, as well as people who I feel have helped guide me in the past. I'll resort to them asking their opinions, as well as my experiences in the past and kind of assessing how those went. Um, so I think it's a because sometimes even subconsciously you're thinking about all those different things and from there you take those next steps in trusting people and but do you trust yourself do yeah. you trust yourself Your to intuition. make the judgment oh yeah the, at the very end of or at the very moment that you make that decision i think it's that moment where that trust is complete you know i think it's before i make that decision you've got to trust yourself 100 percent, or else i don't think you're going to vocalize that decision well, and that's kind of what I was getting at. I mean, in order, just as we talked about sex, in order to trust somebody else, you need to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. You need to trust your judgment, your experiences, the Intuition. mistakes you made. Mm -hmm. You have to trust that this is the best decision I can make mm -hmm. right now. It might not be the right decision, but it's the best decision you can make. That's where we fail. We don't many times trust our intuition or our experience, mm -hmm. but then we want to trust somebody else. Mm -hmm. How do you trust somebody else if you can't trust yourself? It's a very difficult concept mm -hmm. because when it comes down to the decisions you're going to make about sex and about your, your whether it's your orientation or your expression of it or just your identity, is going to be, do you trust yourself to make those decisions? Do you trust yourself in your own judgment? Uh, 
That's where I find most people fail. It's not in the bedroom. It's trusting themselves. And how do they make decisions? But if you don't have a lot of experience and no one's telling you you have the permission to do this type of thinking, then you stumble. Right. You stumble around and then you go, is this what sex is really all about? Was that an orgasm? Was that what maybe, I was supposed to do? Yeah, How that becomes your expectation, maybe, That's true. and that can skew what your whole possible outlook on what sex could be altogether. Right. And I think that's where people do stumble, is that they they don't think that they can do over, or they don't think that they can try again. It's, I want do-overs. I want a do-over. <laughs> well, you know, it's, come on, it's, it goes back to the... It's why people, when you ask them their definition of sex, or what they want out of sex or what's an orgasm they struggle with that mm-hmm. they struggle like those concepts like nothing else <clears throat> you ask them what a carburetor is or a car is they'll tell you yeah. you ask them what sex is and ultimately it comes down to your judgment you know, yeah. and what I, what is it that i want out of this yeah and i think you know going back it to get that judgment to feel that you trust yourself enough to make that right judgment call it comes back again with giving yourself the permission to think about it to talk Mm -hmm. about it you know Mm -hmm. and really explore all the options before you do make that decision and trust yourself enough to go forth with that decision so I think and of course there's not one process to do that but Mm -hmm. I think being aware of all that needs to happen internally as well as externally before you feel confident to move forward is very important in especially sexual health hugely Mm -hmm. and so many people haven't been given that permission to, Mm -hmm. to explore even before a physical exploration takes place to explore what that means emotionally and psychologically yes vulnerable to yourself exactly that's a great I like that Yep. It's yeah, it's scary. It is scary mm-hmm. a little bit. Well, it, really it is. is. I mean, you know, if if you do watch the Mas- Masters and Johnson Masters. series, mm-hmm. <coughs> Bill Masters used to always say the reason for sex, other procreation, is pleasure. But he used to say all people need to, only three things to make judgments: they need permission, they need limited information, and they need specific suggestions. Mm. That's for most. Ninety percent of sex therapy is about those three things. When I used to do sex therapy, I would issue permission and that's a hard thing to do because you have your family your religion your culture all saying one thing you say you have permission to you give them limited information because they really do have limited information (laughs) and you give them specific suggestions the fourth step in any sex therapy is long-term therapy i can tell you most times they don't need long-term therapy permission limited information specific suggestions that's it. Well, we don't have that. And that yeah. goes back to learning, you know, just in the classroom. That's exactly what you're given in terms mm-hmm. of syllabus. <laughs> right. You know, if you think about it, you're given the syllabus, right. this kind of Guidelines. guide. Exactly. Yeah. And it gives you permission to go forth in your education, gives you right. permission to start the reading. It Can gives you suggestions. Sex- sexual syllabus. syllabus? There you yes. go. That might I be I like helpful. that, the sexual let's, let's syllabus. Collab- I would, okay. Oh, guys. I hey, would, this is our intellectual property, folks. We're um, already working I on this. I said it. I'm just, no, I'm just <laughs> That's a very interesting way to think about it. And awesome. great yeah. process, it sounds like. For it it, it really center. is. I mean, how many students would actually, if you offered a class here called uh, Better Sex 101, how many people oh you think goodness, would take let's it? Oh, my do it. Dennis. I didn't write it. Janelle's going to offer that. We're going to support I'll Janelle. I'll teach it. I'll okay. tell you what. I will I teach it. it. Yeah. I'll bring our right. little vibrating uh, toy. <laughs> well, I know over the years, I know we have a minute left or so, but over the years I would always do this one exercise in the sexuality class. I would call it uh, Enchanted Evening, and I would make all the students write their idea <clears throat> of an Enchanted Evening down on a piece of paper. 
They would have to write their whole life. And, and I wouldn't give any definition to what Enchanted Evening was, but everybody yeah. has a concept. Mm -hmm. And they would write their whole ideas about Enchanted Evening. Some of these were so great. Some of them had nothing to do with sex. It was about, you know, touching in meals and mm -hmm. smells and stuff. And they'd write this. And some, I would have to stop after like 10 minutes because they'd be writing the second page. <laughs> some, some, some guys would just have sex. But, you know, some of them... And so what I thought one day is I would just put this book together of mm -hmm. these 5,000 that I have yeah. called oh. Some Enchanted Evening. Oh. That would and, be interesting. And have, this is, this is your way to decide what you want. Yeah, you know? there's your guide. So <laughs> if, your I, if I was to say to people out there, if you want to start 2014 down, write your idea of an enchanted evening and mm -hmm. then believe in it and trust yourself and then communicate it. Yeah. And knowing you're not alone, which is part of that, like, enchanted evening, you, yeah. when you understand that there are so many different interests and, you know, you probably align somewhere with someone. Oh, yeah. So you yeah. feel less like, alone. oh, my idea is weird and alone right. and awkward and somebody's going to not no. like not it. Not so isolated you know? by this yeah. we weird idea, which isn't that weird. Right. Like, and that's another tip which I think says everyone's weird. Everyone everyone's has their weird. things yeah. that they like that pe somebody will consider weird somewhere, of course. Sure. But. So I think... That really does a nice job of kind of bringing that conclusion of, you know, getting to understand yourself through making these aspirations. So then you can move forth, begin to trust yourself. And Dennis, can you repeat again what you said um, in terms of your enchanted evening? Just sit down, last, just yeah. sit down and write out, you know, you talked about sex journals, write out your idea of an enchanted evening. It can, it can be anything you want. It's just amazing. Then share that with your partner or share mm -hmm. that with a group of people. When we used to ha do this, I'd have everybody else read somebody else's, and they all go along and go, Oh, that's so, oh, my God. Oh, I hadn't so thought cool. about that. Running along the beach, you know. But mm -hmm. some of these were so, intimacy was so much diverse than just the body. Sure. And it was just like, and everybody would learn from that. Yeah. So That's with fantastic. that, we ha I think that was a great start to Sexposure for 2014, and we look forward to um, encouraging other people to have that confidence and that trust in themselves to explore, to aspire, and just have a great start to the new year. And with that, we've got Kevin, Janelle, and Dr. D. Thank Thanks you very so much. You You've guys. been Sexposed. Good night. Broadcasting from the campus of Michigan State University, you've been listening to Impact Exposure. Exposure.